0: What's up, brother? And the uh music is low. Give me a second here. There we go. Better. Baron. What's up, brother? Thank you for the sub. Appreciate you, as always. Mike Crypto. Mike check, Mike check, one two one two. Uh, i got a little bit of a different setup here. I'm rearranging my office. So, a little off. Um, but, good to be back. You know, I haven't streamed in a couple weeks. Said I wouldn't be. Fourth uh, of July, vacation, my birthday. Green, what's going on, brother? Brother. Sounds good? All right, good. Yeah, I, you never really know, man, when, uh, when you switch this stuff up. But I turned gain on my on my mic all the way down. My mic's also coming up now instead of down. So it's a different, different look. So any feedback on sound or my voice would be great, greatly appreciated as we figure out the new setup here. As we talked about last time we did this, which was a little while ago, we knew that it was going to be, um, slow summer and you're seeing that over and over again. <laughs> Shady, you sound as angelic as always. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, Shady and Scoob putting on a little scalping uh, class in the Discord over the past few weeks. I've been watching. It's been interesting to see. when I mean, Those guys are making a uh, really really nice trades um and and posting them talking about them in the discord it's been pretty cool to watch Uh, it's just not my bag like i just am not like i used to do that it's a grind Uh, not something that i particularly enjoy uh so i don't do it and and there's it's getting easier i will say that it's getting easier um i took a little scalp through the weekend nothing crazy um little short scalp out actually and just closed it and you know th- there's plenty of opportunities there because the range is just so unbelievably clear right you get these breakdowns and obviously i'm looking at the yes but like it's pretty it's pretty clear where things are moving we're just kind of bouncing up and down so you can take as much or as little as you like and, and participate as much or as little as little as you like and um, you know for me I'm more of a high time frame swing trader and that's what I'm best at and so like I said this morning where I posted like my update in the discord yeah things look better but like it still looks like shit it still looks like shit like I, I posted this in the discord today uh yeah you're here you know also I probably can take Dale off Dale's not here there we go um you know that we got this little breakdown move sideways let the 50-day uh, catch back up and then you know try a breakout see if there's any strength broke down you got to give it time for the 50 to catch up and that's where we are right now right like we're just kind of banding in and around it same thing that happened here uh, you check on the eight hour it's pretty similar you know it <laughs> This is not uncommon. I mean, literally since God, look how far you can go back and just play this. Okay, I'll circle it for you guys. Broke down, test, broke down, test, test. Little bit of a rally, broke down a little bit of a rally. Here we go. Tried to flip to support, couldn't, test, test. I mean, it just, it's happening repeatedly where you, you can just look at the 50 segment moving average on any decently high time frame, And it's pretty clear what a trend looks like, you know, when people are like, Oh, I don't really understand trends. Like I, I get that. You have to like have traded through them to understand what to look for. But the reason why I use the 50 segment moving average is because it's pretty darn clear, you know, since November just it's been just you know get out the hammer or where is it yeah, right Here, just crunk here here you know so I do think that there is some decent buying opportunities here and that's where like the scalping's involved like somebody said the other day like <laughs> look at Adam look at Adam Adam's like the only ones that the only, the only all that like put in a higher high and a higher low and just like, looks relatively clean. That's kind of nice to see. And so there's plenty of these out here where you can trade and do fairly well, uh, whether it be scalping or otherwise. Yeah. Are we sure? Um, and so those things are there, but I, I feel like I sound like a broken record, which is why I haven't streaming as much. Like, I am more of the kind of trader where you wait for the conditions to be easy, okay? Um, You could accuse me of being lazy, sure. I would rather trade when conditions are easier. (laughs) That's me, personally. I would rather trade when conditions are easier. Why would I try to beat my head up against the wall and over trade or try to trade more Um, when it's really, really hard. And again, like shady and scoob and RK and a few others in the discord are posting trades and doing very, very well. If you're into that active trading mindset, that's just not me. It's just not me because when you can wait for the fat pitch, you can have tremendous wins of crazy multiples without using leverage. And that's what I would rather do. I would rather wait for uh, the fat pitch, right? Like if you're a baseball fan, you don't really want to be setting dead red uh, down 0-2 in account, being like, "All right, now's my time to get a hit," right? Like the, <laughs> the pitcher could throw it at the mascot, throw it into the dugout, throw it a 57-foot curveball, and if you have your mindset on swinging, you're probably going to strike out. But if it's a 3-0 count and the bases are loaded. Uh, and there's no outs, you got a pretty good idea, a pretty good chance that that next pitch is going to be right down the fucking middle. So why not just wait for the pitch right down the middle? Um, And that's, that's my mindset personally. I don't know if this is making sense to you guys, but it it can be done. Like you can dig in and you can see there's nice, uh, there's nice divergences here and there, but But even this, like this makes me, like just pulling this up, this makes me nervous. You go, well, Jared, look at your MACD, like look how much it recovered off that dump on the eight hour. Yeah, that's true, but we're still negative. We haven't even gotten into positive yet. That actually makes me more nervous that the next leg down is coming. Let me add in the RSI, I think I have it on here. All right, I'll just go ahead and do the standard one. Hold on. Okay. Uh, Hopefully, you guys can see that. But a lot of times, you hear about people uh, using the RSI and they go, you know, the 70 is overbought and the 30 is oversold. And that's a hundred percent true. Okay. That's a hundred percent true. This is my alpha for you. Low time frame scalpers today. This is what you're into. A lot of times in a trend in a trend, and I've said this before, or I've talked about this before. It's actually the midline retest is the trend. Okay, so you can see here, breakdown, midline, reject. Midline, we're right here again, trying to reject. Here it is, I mean, you can go all the way back, God, how far do you wanna go? Like pretty often, when you get to that midline in the RSI, it just rejects, 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 rejects and goes lower. And so here we are right now, just kind of sitting under the zero line on the MACD and trying to battle here on the RSI. Again, these are on, this is a scalpers, you know, Um a scalper's tool, and you're just not seeing it even get anywhere close to recovery. Look at it on the daily. Look at it on the daily. Look at this shit. The one time that we got a really, really nice run, actually to the high side of the RSI, is when I sat here with every single one of you and said, I don't know, guys, I would probably sell this shit. This is a retest from the bottom on the 200-day. Go look at the fucking stream. Yeah, I know you guys are really interested right now, but I'm hedging. Can we just lose my, my camera. Sweet. See if I can see if I can live. There we go. What a great picture to have it freeze on too. Give me a second. <clears throat> And we're back. So, the one time we actually got the rip to the high side on RSI, yeah, it's pretty great. Is when we hit the 200-day and rejected. That's right here. Okay, are you guys following what I'm saying right now? So here is the one time we broke through, and that was the the rip from 38 to 40. It was $10,000 rip. but look how often it doesn't even get there. And you're kind of seeing like, like if you were to, if I'm gonna make this larger, look at this. Like if you were doing it from a fractal perspective on where we are right now, okay. We're trying to like make this leg up. That's the exact same thing that happened here where you actually saw RSI start to just move to the midline to the 50, okay. And this is another one of like my scripts. I mean, it's easy. I just put a 50 uh, dotted line in there, but you can use this for trends and it works on all time frames. Okay. This is not like just unique to daily. Um, let's see if I can make this smaller, go to like a 50 minute chart. Hopefully this works. Never really good when you do this shit on the fly. Um, yeah, there you go. So like you can see it here. That little that little rip we had um, yesterday, got this breakout from the lows, rips through, and then you got a little bit of trend, then it held the trend, right? Held the trend, and then broke down. So you can a lot of times use that as a late tool scalping entry if you want to, um, but you know, not really my cup of tea. And and. I just don't need to, okay? Again, I know that's kind of a dick thing to say. I just don't need to trade like that. Um, And some people are really good at it, man. Some people are really good at it. But I like golfing too much in the summer and doing other things. (sighs) So again, here's where we are. And we're right here again. Like this is very, very similar, right? Little plunge down, roll over. And every time this has happened, we just end up getting rejected. So if you're game planning for this week, we have a couple of things going on. One, you're going to get the FOMC minutes. Is that this week? Or is that next week? Uh, Let me see if I can take this off screen. Pull it in. (laughs) It's tomorrow. Uh, the w- <laughs> Matt says the way you talk about short-term trading is the way that old people talk about heart attacks or plumbing work. Yeah. You know, it's just not going to do it. I uh, look, I've, <laughs> I've done this for a long time. Okay. I've been trading for a long time and I used to play those games, dude. And this shit is just like the juice is not worth the squeeze for me. And again, it's not what I'm good at anyway. Like I'm probably average, um, but not what I'm good at. So obviously those and I'm not good at it because like I, fucking ADD I'll just be like oh god uh no nah, fuck it I'll just close the position like I, you know you just talk yourself out of trades it's really really dumb but the, the thing is I am conditioned to look for long-term trades that's just how I work <laughs> just like uh, I mean you can but uh, yeah so shady says it's tomorrow so you get the minutes tomorrow and then CPI is not far behind it and then you'll actually get the fed meeting so I think we're at this place where you're, you're waiting for something to happen. MACD is still grossly under the zero line. RSI, I mean, it could rip, it could go back to the midline, but the thing is the midline, like it can just kind of coast sideways and chop everybody up and it will still get back to the midline. That's the thing that, I think this is what I said earlier that made me like, oh fuck, like, look at this all right, look, hey, we had this great run back to zero. No, we didn't. Like, it just moved sideways and like just the moving averages caught up with each other. And you go, well, hey, look at this great run back to zero from negative 2,200. And then we got all the way to minus 117. Yeah, and the lows were fucking 17.5 to the high of like 22. It just kind of coasted there. It just kind of coasted there. So that's not a powerful move. There's nothing that I'm looking at in this chart that says like, oh fuck yeah, game on. But we're nearing this point last year when things started to change. Like if we're if we were just kind of harkening back to last summer. Yeah, let's look at last summer. Looks really damn similar. Okay, looks really similar. You get this little plunge down. Everything looks terrible. You know, you're reading horrific stories that you would never have thought you'd read about like people harming themselves or committing crimes to try to get back ahead. Like crazy shit's going on right now. And look, let me show you July 4th last year, right here. Okay, right here, this is where it was. And you got this kind of like, but we're just tired until the third week of July. And then whoop, that's when it started the next trend. So do I think there's a catalyst right now that that we will be able to just like all of a sudden have a huge run again. No, I don't. In fact, that's what we were talking about today in the discord. What we were talking about today in the discord was it's not that like there isn't juice there per se, but like what's the positive narrative right now? <laughs> like what are bulls holding on to to be like, "Yes, this is it, man. We're going to do it." The merge, even that, man, to be honest with you, like <sighs> all right, so so let me give you my opinion on the merge real quick. Because I do think it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I think it's a big deal for Ethereum. I think it's a big deal for um yeah. It, <laughs> I think it's a big deal for Ethereum. I think it's a big deal for like retail having something to be excited about because they've they've just been like following us for a couple years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Scoop says the Merge Bullish Catalyst narrative started $2,000 ago. Went well, didn't it? it, it right, it didn't. And, and the thing is like, it's not like under... Even neutral circumstances, if we were just in like a regular range or we had been ranging high and we're just moving sideways, the merge catalyst would probably be enough for us to have like a crazy run, like a crazy run to range highs. And those are the sorts of things that market makers like to manipulate. They'll just take a little bit of news and say, yeah, you know what? Um, Let's make it seem like this is uh, the next. Best thing since sliced bread And let's rip it to range highs Get everybody leaning one way They start using leverage And we'll just crush them Right? Just crush them That's what would happen If we were in a neutral market We are not In a neutral market We're in a horseshit market So yeah, personally, I don't think That um, That it's enough I don't think it's enough to actually do something, but let me, let me give you the, the counter argument to that. And this is, again, going back to our conversation this morning in the discord, we need some, like some foot off the gas, uh, off the gas on the trip to hell (laughs) news. Here's what I mean. We need CPI numbers to be better than expected, meaning the inflation actually uh, went down month over month. That would be a good start. We would need the sort of economic indicators that Powell always talks about: um, open positions per worker seeking employment, and uh, you know, obviously core inflation, those sort of things, to actually come back to earth a little bit. And if you get those numbers moving that way you would, you would, you, you can start to envision a a narrative or a move where it's a, okay. Numbers were a little bit better than we thought. And then Jerry P comes out and is like, let's fucking go. It's working. This, this reaffirms our stance that we're using. Like, uh, let me give you his exact way. He'll say it. Okay. (laughs) I got to try to get my Jerome Powell voice. Uh, well, you know, like I said, we're going to take a look at every tool that we have in the toolbox and deploy them as we see fit. We're going to do whatever we can to carry out our mandate right now. Our mandate is to keep uh, inflation at 2% and, uh, have unemployment at an acceptable level. And right now we're using the tools that we found necessary. And, uh, we feel good about the, the steps we put in place to curtail inflation. So we will continue on a month-by-month basis. Take a look. And uh, we're not taking anything off the table. But right now, it appears that uh, what we thought would happen is happening. And uh, we'll continue doing what we can to the best of our ability. Okay? And, like, that's what he's going to fucking say. He's going to say it. If we get any good news. And that, what I just said, even though it sounded like monotone horseshit, because it was, um, <laughs> it would be enough for the markets to go ham for, like, a couple months. It would. It's like the hand of God him being like yo the tools that we put in place are working and it looks like inflation's decreasing and unemployment and, and, and available jobs or whatever are seeking the appropriate levels whatever that's enough for us to get a squeeze and I'll tell you where that squeeze would lead to here in a second on the chart but then that all comes together remember guys like we are <laughs> it is July 5th it's July 5th 5th if- Midterms are three months away. Four months away. But like the season's gonna pick up here in a in a minute. Like we're we're probably got, has anybody seen uh actual campaign ads in like their neck of the wood yet? I have not. I think I've seen like a couple on cable news, but you're gonna start seeing midterm campaign ads, and it's gonna be all of October into the first week of November, is gonna be crazy. So if you think about like maybe CPI just drifts back a little bit, and um, then you see midterms, and, and like the bullish catalyst, quite frankly, could be as much as the Republicans took back the House and the Senate. Okay, so CPI is working, Republicans took back the House and the Senate, obviously that's better for business, which is what people care about. Um, yeah, no, Matt says no campaigns yet. Right, not yet, but they're coming. If you live in anywhere near if you live anywhere near a battleground state, you're about to get inundated (laughs) with ads. You will. So can we just like look for a little bit of a pump in the range, get us to range high, maybe get some positive CPI numbers, maybe have Powell start taking a victory lap or his version of a victory lap. And, and that's enough to push us, in my opinion, back towards 28,000. So this area right here. Okay, I not you guys see my, there we go. See my mouse right here. So like this area is what I'm looking for. Like quite frankly, if I see a powerful move anytime soon, where this is broken or really just quite frankly like a move over 22,000 with power, okay? A move over 22,000 with power, it would be like the the most the easiest thing for you all to like follow along with me on, okay? If you see this break, that's your ABC long entry. It's a reversal entry on the daily time frame. Okay, for those of you at home who don't know what I'm talking about, It would be a long, a break of 21.8 with power, put a stop under 18.6. And you go, well, Jared, that's a $3,000 stop. Yeah, it is. It is. But it's the ABC entry here, and then you look for the top side, and that could be this area here. Like this 28 to 29 area would be the target. So would you take 21.8 to 29 on a 3,000 risk? It's a three to one R. It's not tremendous, no. But that's the sort of thing that you could see playing out over the following weeks. Um, I, you know, I'd say months, but I don't think that would even do it. Like, I think this would probably happen at the end of the year, right? So you get a long of twenty-two and then a stop under the recent lows. If you really wanted to be wild about it, you do a stop down in seventeens, so but I don't think that's a good idea. And then, quite frankly, guys, like if you're if you use these. Uh, these streams to kind of give yourself a basis for what comes next and how to handle things. I think this is pretty thin here. Like this area is pretty thin. And the reason why, let me go back is this. Okay. (laughs) This shit works both ways. It works both ways. We loved it on the way up. Okay. Okay. We loved it on the way up when we got the Elon candle and the breakout and things just went fucking nuts. We went from 20 to $40,000 in like a fortnight. It was crazy. And we just ripped through this area, but no one's talking about this right now, man. Like we got down to the last area where there was like actual support and that's 20,000 And this area in the middle is just sitting here again, ripe for a squeeze. So I said that I thought this was possible in the the, uh, Discord today, and Scoob disagreed with me, said he didn't think the power was there. I don't think he's necessarily wrong based on technicals. What I'm saying is there's no one home. There's no one home. You know how easy it was? I mean, look, I know some of you were in either the Discord or in Telegram, by the way, I pointed behind me because my monitors are here now, so I have to look back. They're here and there. Um, some of you were saying like, you know, Jared was saying if we got that breakdown from 28, it was going to go pretty quickly to 20 and son of a bitch. There it was. It happened. Yeah, it did because there was no one home, there was no one home. So this was a hot knife through butter breakdown. Wham just straight through it guys. And it's still there. Like, it's not like we spent a shitload of time. Uh, You know, trading in this range As we broke down Like, look at this Look at this You mean, like uh, Simple solutions often present themselves, right? Look at the VPVR And look at price action We got the 200-day retest from the bottom side We kind of moved slowly through this chop And then when you had huge inefficiencies in the market Which was the breakdown from 37 down to 28 and then the breakdown from 28 down to 2018, 19, where there was no one home. Look at these candles. Very clear. Very clear. There was no support. No one even trying to defend that level. Like easy as you like folks. And so do I think we got some powerful fucking move coming where it's like, woo to 28 and we just rip through again? No. But what I'm saying to you is everyone is bearish. Everyone thinks it sucks out here and you're right. It does suck out here. Okay. Like, you know, call spade a spade. Like it sucks pretty bad, but all it would take for us to retest 28 from the bottom side is like a slight improvement in CPI and Jerry P being like, you know, maybe we can curtail raising rates sometime in the near future. Like that's it. And that would be enough. And that would get you the rip up to 28, probably get some bullshit, go back down to 20 and just range. (sighs) Uh, So it's a good question. I'll get there in a second. So And then the other thing is, so if you get a little bit of a range and a rip back and forth, um, then you get into midterms and then you can see something crazy happen. Then you would actually see a more powerful move into those areas, right? So Matt said, is this a self-fulfilling prophecy? Um, No, it's not. It's not. And the reason why it's not is because all TA is, Matt, is emotions displayed on a chart. They're emotions displayed on a chart. Okay. That's what TA is. Meaning that like, oh, you know, there was a, a reversal bar up here and support was down here and whatever. And the thing is like these areas have greater meaning where there are participants in the market. The strength of the breakout from 20K up to 40 was so violent because it had been talked about and prophesized for so long that it just ripped straight through. And people were so eager to buy these dips that they did when they got there at 28. So we went from 40 down to 28 back up and it was defended. If you have no participants in the market, there's no emotion in the market. There's no one sitting there saying... I'm going to defend my my position at these levels because no one took a position at those levels. Right? Like it's not like, oh, you know, well, I really think 266666 six, 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 six is a great spot. Like, why? No one was trading there. There's no, there's no market maker out there who's like, son of a bitch, guys, this is where we need to really step in and hold the line because like, no, they, they didn't. And so there's significant areas from the past, right? I mean, look, it, it's simple as this. 20K was like the, the emotional or the psychological level of the breakout. I think we'd all agree with that. When that happened in December of 20 and we got that straight rip, it was because it was the previous high from the previous cycle and you got that crazy breakout, right? Great. Well, then where does 28 come from? After went from 20 to 40 came back down, and that's where the defense was put in. It was put in at 28 here, it was put in at 28 one, two, three times here, okay? So you literally had 28 become the area where people had made money here, took profits there, did it again here, okay? So they had two different runs at it. Now 28 has that history of people who took positions at 28. And so there was a reasonable expectation that when we got there again, it would be defended again. And sure enough, it was, it was. Look at 28, it was defended again. And then it broke down, okay? So it's all about, like TA is literally just emotions on a chart. It's people saying, uh, yes, I feel like there's good value here. No, I don't. Yes, I feel like, um, this is worth the risk or no, I don't, if no one was trading, none of that stuff holds true. So what I always say is I want to see that stuff filled in. I would love to see range in here and just kind of bang around and rinse people both ways. Cause it would fill out that inefficiency on the chart. Uh, so whether or not you feel I answered your question, like, I, I guess everything that I base everything off is a, that I do is based on the psychology of macro and then traders being micro. Um, And if no one trades, then there's nothing to base that off of. And So you go and get this breakdown and the people who were defending 28 were like, fuck them out. And there's no one left to pick up the bag till 20 because that was the last real level. Um, And then there you go. Look at Ethereum doing its best. Doing its best to hold the range low. The interesting part is, as we always say, whenever you establish a range high, if you get a deviation and a breakdown back into that level, which is what happened there, there's pretty good odds you're gonna test the other side, right? That's what happened there. Looks like the same PA as May. On which one, uh, Kali? By the way, I think you guys are slightly longer behind me today because I have my VPN on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it is. Like, that's 100%. Yeah. You're talking about this current rip-up right now, like the intraday one, Scoop? Yeah. I don't see a reason for it to, but... The thing is, every weekend move gets faded, right? Uh, It has for like a month. I saw Don and Cred and maybe somebody else talking about it earlier today when they were like... This is what happens. You know, you get to move on the weekend, it retraces. Well, it retraced and then trying to go back and do it again. When did the weekend start? Yeah, 30th into the 1st. There you go. Um, I mean, we are at that level. It's it's probably a minus EV play to long up here. But if you get the breakout, then you get the breakout. It's not bad. We'll look at the daily on a Yes. Yeah, the weekend moves are bullshit. It's the easiest thing to trade because you know it's going to be bullshit, obviously, until it isn't. Oh, very good Confucius uh, shit there, but you know, it's it's in a weak market. In a weak market, the week the weekend moves uh, are are garbage and they're to be faded. In a strong market, sure, yes, I agree. Scoob's got it right. Uh, the weekend moves are always bullshit that was pretty obvious. It was going to retrace, but this was during the New York session. So it's more believable. I agree. I agree. Uh, one of the guys that I trust, I consider him. My trading mentor is long right now in the standard market. So do with that what you will. This is kind of what I've been watching uh, on the S and P 500. This is a three day chart. got this falling wedge into support. Which way does it resolve? It's a three day falling wedge on the ES. Much more sloppy on the NQ, but NQ had some relative strength today. Look at that. Percent and a half versus holding steady. That's, that's decent. That's decent. Show me resolution one way or the other. I mean, you haven't gotten a close outside of that falling wedge. Here, it's a little more linear, that like 13,000 level. Pretty obvious. Do that. Do that. And do that. Yeah. Uh, This is the worst chart there is. We kept saying like this shit's got to retrace, right? Uh, Apparently, no, it does not. I mean, this fucking chart. I saw Raul Paul say, nothing in the way till 120. I disagree with that, but I mean, <laughs> You're long at the moment. Long, 19.9. I figured I stopped at my short at 19.750. Yeah, all right, well, flipped your bias pretty well. There is this little consolidation area on DXY. But I think for the most part, he's right. Like, you could see DXY 118, 120, which is fucking crazy. I guess the the case for things are not the same is uh, look at where DXY was last year when we had that rip. This is where we were at 92 last year. We're at 106 this year. That's a not insignificant move, guys. That is a not insignificant move, but you know, look, Solana holding exactly where you'd think it would. Hey man, you get good miles on round trips. Solana holding where it should. Avax looks like it's got lower. Adam absolutely to the woodshed. matic is who we thought they they are who we thought they were yeah the hell i mean i guess it took an ass beating then you're up 14 today good for you so it looks like 22 to you is that what you said yeah but you know like so I mean, if, Kyle, you've been watching me for a while. I always think that these pockets are pretty good areas where you see, like, the turn come around, and it did exactly what I usually talk about it doing. Right here, when you get the pocket from before. Like, we haven't closed below that yet. Right. I don't see 22, to be honest with you. I see 20. 19 like these wicks down here no I don't see 22 I guess if you go to a lower time frame yeah no it's not 22 but you could probably make a case for that like 17 to 20 area gold getting crushed neat apple target yeah i mean it's really boring right guys like pretty boring there to scoop's point everything made some nice higher lows on daily adam was the only one to make a higher high like these are some good things that we're seeing but whenever i look at high time frames i just go nah man go play more golf because i just don't see it yet like this is a three-day chart i don't know why that's in there it's a three-day chart It looks like shit. MACD's way over. We're just trying to close positive now. No. Nah. Look at the weekly, dude. The weekly momentum is still negative. And it's trying to turn over. I mean, fucking woof. Look at this. Look how bad this is. I will say that you can bet your your ass. Yeah, yeah. Scoob, well, I appreciate you, man. Like, if I had a hobby, uh, a life, I wasn't addicted to these shit coins, I'd do the exact same thing. This market's so bullshit. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. It's just like, you know, I turned 37 over the weekend, so. You know, I'm a little old, a little older. Uh, just not, not feeling it. Just not feeling it. Uh, wait till it becomes easy, man. Work smarter, not harder. It's like the mantra for my life. You can bet pretty well that, uh, if the monthly actually gets back to the zero line on MACD, that would be your bottom. I would bet, uh, not an insignificant amount of money that we don't go negative on the monthly for MACD. Uh, so that would be a high time frame indicator. I'd take a look at. Yeah, it just sucks man it sucks balls like there's no other way to there's no other way to put it I mean Ethereum I appreciate that it's trying but again like I want to see this breakout Ethereum tried to lead this weekend did it not? like it actually had a little bit of a rip when when Bitcoin was kind of fucking around so that same idea of what I told you on the long would be for Bitcoin it's actually slightly more palatable uh, for Ethereum, because the wick down wasn't so bad, so it'd be like long a breakout of thirteen hundred or twelve eighty, and then put a stop at a thousand dollars. Like that's that's fairly similar, and you're looking at eight hundred dollar, six hundred dollar upside. Um, so two six, yeah, it's still three to one R if you want to play it. But again, I see it as a yeah, well. If we get that breakout of the highs, there there's no one home here, man. There's no one home, but we'll go through it just as quickly as we did. But again, there's no fucking narrative. There's no narrative right now to even want to play that. I I, I just don't see it. So we need not just a breakout, but the, what's the narrative? And if you see the narrative, please come let me know. <laughs> because I'll trade it with you if we think it's good enough. We'll talk about it, whatever it may be. Because even if we get that breakout of, of 1280 or whatever it was, I'd find myself sitting there being like, mm. but really, you know, like, mm. Are we sure? Because it's very possible you can see a crazy wick over like a day where everybody's going crazy. Like, just think about it. Let's imagine that that CPI comes out and they're like, oh, my God, it's better. And you see some crazy wick to like 1400 in a day. So like a breakthrough 1280 to 1400. Everyone's like, yes, I could definitely see that retracing like overnight. And it was just some gigantic wick. So Every time, and Scoob talked about this morning in the Discord, like every time there's a move, like they don't even put up even a little bit of a fight to try to hold it. It just evaporates. It just evaporates. So, you know, know why, why care? Why even do it? Um. Anyway. As Scoob, I'm sorry, as Shady pointed out earlier, oil was getting its ass kicked. I haven't pulled it up in a while. Uh, I guess I could. W-T-I. Yeah, phenomenal. Down 10% in the day. Let's go. That's great. We need oil to get smacked. Uh, so that's good. Maybe we fish our wish and get a decent end of the summer, but uh, right now, guys, it's about doing your research. It's about spending some time looking at shit. The thing is, like, uh, and by the way, there's been some good stuff posted in the in the research teams on a few new innovations coming out in different chains, which I appreciate. But I said the same thing to a taxi the other day when you know he's working on some stuff, which I think is pretty cool. And I'm just I find myself saying is it really worth releasing right now? Because it's just gonna get kicked in the nuts. Unless you really, like, if you have something really, really good, like so good people are like, oh my God, I don't care that Bitcoin's down 70%. Um, and then after you really good, yeah, scoops, it's exactly the shorts get squeezed when it squeezed the shorts, the uh when they get worse the bids just instantly disappears uh after holding it up for a few. It's like, yeah, hundred percent. Hopefully this time is different, dude. We'll keep saying hopefully this time is different until it is, right? My thoughts. Uh, we shall see. I know I'm kind of just like mopey almost wearing a t shirt, you guys. Who should not see me wearing like t shirts and shit. I try to be slightly more professional than that, but that's how I feel right now. least the move. Kudos to Scoob for actually flipping his bias when his short didn't work. Good for him. Round trip to profits, flip back through. What's your target right now? Scoob range high 22. That's way too long for you. while uh, Scoob talks, or doesn't talk, I don't know, he might've left. I'm happy to get into more educational content. I'm happy to take more time uh, and do some other things. Like I have a whole list of things you guys requested in the discord, which is cool. I'll get to that. What is the most impactful thing that we could do now and talk about to kind of help you get through this? Like there was a lot of licking our wounds. There's Baph coming in. He, 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 uh, dropped his i'm done with this bullshit other than bitcoin message which was neat uh today but like what's the what is the thing that you would like to hear more of i'm happy to do it (laughs) yeah so it really his his target was where i thought it would be 21.7 btc 1280 eth 42.8 solana uh, but as you said, most definitely, close before that, I hate holding it too long. Yeah, Scooby, you are the quintessential, like, shit's moving against me. No, I don't know. I see the tide turning and you get out. That's fine. Like, your, your process obviously works for you or else you wouldn't be doing this. Um, yeah, I think those are pretty reasonable levels. Yep. Yeah, it's why it sucks, man. It sucks because everything is just completely, completely just following the S&P. It's really boring. Um, The only thing I would say, and again, I think Shady pointed it out and I was talking about the Discord. Today was the first day in a while that the NASDAQ outperformed. And for those of you who are newer at this, NASDAQ typically higher beta, high beta moves. Uh, So the stuff that moves Easier when the markets are better, it's higher risk. Okay, it's a risk-on asset. That's what people mean when you say something like that. Like it's something that you only trade if you think there's a risk-on period coming because it's gonna move well. If not, you buy fucking oil stocks, you buy Chevron or uh ExxonMobil or whatever it is. Um and and you don't fuck around with that stuff. So today is an interesting change. I'll I'll talk about it more tomorrow in the Discord, but I assure you when I look tonight at the at the stocks and the things that moved today, it's not going to be what's been holding up the market for the past couple of weeks. It's not going to be oil. It's not going to be gas. It's going to be tech tonight. Shady says the think we get a rally here in the start of earnings season. Driven off anything specifically Shady or just like, you know, let's have a go. Salvia says uh, spot bag building, dollar cost average over time versus dollar cost over ladder prices. All right, interesting. Yeah, we can talk about that. I think when it comes down to spot building is like you need to, and and this is not me talking about it. We can do it more. Uh, So so BAP says many miners had 10% moves today. Uh, That's a big move for Bitcoin miners who've been absolutely fucking decimated down 90% or more. So for them to actually... Get a little bit of a bid. It's either just a game, or they're fucking around. Or you, you're starting to see some risk on back into the market. And again, it is about that time. It was mid July last year. It's July 5th today. This is when this stuff typically happens. You get a little bit of a solid footing as these rich guys come off their vacations, um, and they start to bid again. I don't. Like I said to Shady, to what I asked Shady was, "Do you think if it's driven off anything?" um... And it doesn't have to be, that's the thing. Like, as I was discussing earlier, there's this void here that can be just ripped either way. So it's not going to take much there. I don't really see the same corresponding area on the S and P. But as you can see, Bitcoin has sort of been outperforming the S and P lately holding a more solid base. Uh, So it'll be interesting if you can actually, if you will actually see a breakout um, of Bitcoin versus the S&P 500. That would be impressive to me because we've just been getting our ass kicked. I mean, straight up. Look at this shit. Even on the rip to new highs, we were underperforming the S&P 500. And it's just been, you know, a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Just getting absolutely fucking destroyed every step of the way just erasing erasing this ratio Um, so we'll see if the risk on starts to come you got to find your highest performers for me the highest performers are going to be Solana they're going to be Adam they're going to be Ethereum Uh, you know Juno has just been doing what Juno does hanging out and just following the correlation man just following where it's supposed to go if it's a shitty day then Juno has a shitty day if it's a good day Juno has a great day Um, so you're going to continue to see that until there's some sort of catalyst for Juno. And I don't know when that would be. (sighs) So conditions are right. People are bored enough and we're getting towards the mid end of summer where school starts to happen again. Like my brother is a teacher and like, he goes back to school in like less than a month, which is fucked up at the start of August. And you're right. Yeah, let's look at the uh, let's look at some relative strength here. Like what? That's a daily chart, folks. That is a daily chart. Adam BTC. Just pretty clearly, I mean, since the first week of June, it has been outperforming Bitcoin bigly. Yeah, it probably is because you sold. Tomoth. Really outperforming Ethereum. And look at that shit. Pretty impressive. By the way, Bap, like, so he said, because I sold, bro, I couldn't have time to worse. Yeah, I, I'm pretty thinking you and I talked that day. I'm pretty sure you and I talked on that day. Um, and you were like, I'm out. All right, man, do you. But... <coughs> That's typically how it happens. Like when you finally feel like, you know, the gentle caress of desperation enter your mind, that's probably the bottom. <laughs> the gentle caress of desperation. Sold yesterday at eight, yikes. Still. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. What's uh, Soloth doing? That got fucking ass beat. Oh, give me the good one, man. There we go. Yeah, hasn't been bad. That's actually a divergence. That divergence has been pain. And it's up. Money to be made money to be made. 64% move since the divergence activated of Solana versus Ethereum, if you're into that sort of thing. So maybe that bid is coming back into the market. You know, I, in my brain, I was like, Ethereum's been outperforming. But when you look at it, it actually hasn't, man. Ethereum's been outperforming a little bit, but everything else has been outperforming Ethereum. So you know, go guess on that or go figure that one out. Uh, all right, let's just want to do a little check in. I'm going to try to stream again this week. Uh, hopefully, we have more to talk about. But keep an eye on the Discord, keep an eye on Telegram. We will uh, start talking about some other projects here recently. I think the Wenrug guys are doing some pretty cool shit. I want to be part of owning the casino. Taxi is doing cool things as always. Um, you know he's making moves. The BTC will be a thing, fortunately or unfortunately. If you're unfortunate, unfortunately, if you're BAP who thinks it's all blasphemy when you do that. Um, but yeah, guys, check the dollar. Watch those levels. The ABC entry is over twenty-two for Ethereum. It's over. 1280 I'm sorry sorry 22 for bitcoin it's over 1280 for ethereum and you just set your stops under low it's the easiest swing trade you could possibly have because the upside is very clear like you you can take that to 1800 dollars on ethereum and potentially 27 28 29,000 on that Is that what it was? Wake Brown Wake Brown uh pumping on DYDX and ICS News. All right, that works. That's good, though. Look, every time Bitcoin, I'm sorry, Adam starts to fold more people into their universe, it's a great thing for them. It's a great thing. Should I go short now on BTC? If you want to. Do you, man. It's all just a big dick tug right now. It's all just, you know, whatever. You want a short? Short. Here's the thing. You could throw a dart add a dartboard and say, if it hits an even number, I'm going to long. And if it hits an odd number, I'm going to short. And if you set decent stops, like you actually set and hold your stops based on whenever that happens, you're like, all right, what's the nearest point of resistance? What's the nearest point of return? Um, you will be more positive than you, you you'd win more than you'd think. Yeah, the thing about Adam Universe is if you first get drawn in, you're not likely to leave since it's actually so good. Its users are pretty loyal, I believe. Yeah, they are. Even through all the bullshit of the past, you know, months, people that look into the Cosmos SDK and what they're trying to do are all like, yeah, this is fucking great. If you remember long, long time ago when I first started talking about it, when I first started talking about Adam, it wasn't even that I was necessarily interested. Like, Highlander did a good job of, of giving me like the rundown on Juno and why it was good. And he called me, we talked about it. You guys all know that story. But it was when I started asking people that I trust about it, they were all like, yeah, great tech, really good stuff. It's a good experience. I'm like, do you own something? They're like, yeah, a little bit, just because I feel like I should, because it's really good. And I'm like, what? There wasn't a single person who was like, man, fuck Adam, except for, Sh- except for Shady who says it's cursed, which he's right. Traditionally, when Adam pumps, it is like the counter signal for the market which means it tanks. So, you know, uh, back to yo-yo. Should I go short now on BTC? Well, yo-yo. Yeah. If you think that the Atom counter indicator is a real thing. All right, lads, I'm gonna cut the music and we'll do our outro here. Onk. Get Back in here, which means we have a minute. Any last questions? Any last thoughts? Five to the four, to the three, two, one. Who thinks Shady's going to get his take profit? Shady, scoop. Is he going to get stopped out? Is he going to hit his TP? Or, or in a moment of weakness, prior to going to bed, he's going to look at the four percent he's up and go, "Mm, fuck it, and just close the position. I'm going with C. It. i like it nothing really that exciting yet stop the tp hits he'll cut early ha ha, ha. <laughs> he always cuts early i will grab a screen clip of it all right guys good talking to you again i'll spend a couple weeks we'll do this more often uh real soon take care